The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times. Astro. Bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. It is going to be so much fun. Before we say hi to the chat room, let's say hi to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Too much sun is not good for you. And I was in the pool gabbing with neighbors, having a great time, and not realizing I did four hours of 118 degrees of sunshine. So for me, this is really red. I never get red. I always get brown. So I'm going to get wrinkles from this, and it's terrible. Avoid the sun. It's really bad for you. There you go. What's up? Anyway, everybody, so we got a chat room full of people. Before we there, let me just tell you who we have coming on the show today. We have the original influencer, Philip Block, coming on. I'm super excited, being that I used to be a clothing designer. And when I was a clothing designer, he was the biggest stylist in the world. Um, so I'm super excited to talk with him. And then we have world-renowned drummer, Kerry Aaron, Kenny Aronoff, and Joey Belladonna from Anthrax, which I see tons of people in the th chat room are here for Joey Belladonna. So that's very cool. And uh, we're going to have a good time. So chat room, what's up? We want to say hi to Eileen Shapiro. Why do we want to say hi to Eileen Shapiro? Because we love Eileen. Who loves Eileen? Oh, I do. <laughs> I only love a certain part of Eileen. Oh, yeah. The rest of her is eh. But the part I love, oh my God, they're magnificent. Uh, so we have B. Claudia who's talking about how Oh, she's Eileen, I love you. I'm just kidding. But, uh, B. Claudia is talking about Philip Block in there. We have Teresa Sabin from Florida. B. Claudia is in Germany. Cindy Lady Lake's in Florida. Glad you Florida people made it through the, I guess, tropical storm because I don't think it was a hurricane. Um, football player Boomer Mays, what's up? He's in the chat room. Uh, Backpack John is in the chat room. No glory hole talking today, Backpack John. Sorry. Um, what brought that up? Just because I always think of that because he didn't know what a glory hole was. <laughs> I think you're vulgar. <laughs> I am vulgar. I can't see who crash. else is there, you guys, because it's going too, too fast. So I don't know who else I missed. Good thing I'm not vulgar ever. Yeah, I could never. never be vulgar like you are. Oh, wait. Jimmy's there from Jimmy's World. Hey, Jimmy's there. Jimmy's World. Teresa Saban, so I said. Jesus I don't know who else is there, you guys, because it's. Uh, if you're in there, you got to write something because I can't go back and look. Mm. Uh, anyway, we have a fun show for you guys today. And then as soon as the show's over, Ron and I are hopping in the car and driving to L.A. for the Pretty Boy premiere, Red Carpet premiere. It's going to be a lot of fun. And a lot of people who have been on the show will be there. And we're looking very much forward to it. I'm looking so forward to it because I loved Blind the first uh, movie that Marcel Waltz directed with uh, Sarah French, who did an outstanding job. Now this is the continuation of Blind. 
It's called Pretty Boy. Blind left us where she's in bed. And the stalker, see, the storyline is she's blind from a surgery that she had. She's a famous movie star who was incorrectly had her lenses done and she's blind. A stalker is living in her house and she has no idea. And every now and then you see him hiding behind the refrigerated door. When she's sleeping or showering, he's watching. Well, now the continuation is we saw her in bed and pretty boy, the stalker, who wears a, a mask of a pretty boy, rips off the mask and he's really ugly and scary. Now, is he killing her? Is he raping her? Is he going to love her? We will find out in pretty boy this this evening. So we also want to give a shout out. Don Hinton is in the chat room. Don, Ron wore a different watch today. Yes, today. Oops, slid around. Today I wore a 1971 or two Movado with the little gold dot on the top that my daughter Leslie gave me because she was working in Bloomingdale's after school and she got a discount on the watch and she saved up her money. So this watch to me is better than a diamond Rolex. There you go. Artist Miss Kim. We love artist. Miss Kim is in the chat room. Ian Smith is in the chat room. Um, did I show my watch? Um, yes. I was, there you go. There it is. Woo it's going to be fun. He always has us. And, and uh, they said you look kind of like uh, Malibu Ken. <laughs> I am. I'm Malibu Ken's grandfather. No, I just got too much sun. I was standing in the pool like a yenta talking to these two other queens who were very funny and very interesting. Uh, one is a new friend. And uh, he's from New York. He knows so many people that I know. We had a lot in common. And I was so excited to finally find somebody in our development that we can talk to because the rest of them, you know, they don't like us. Because the stupid development we lived in did a big, big two-page article on Jimmy and I stating Jane Russell, Lenny Kazan, I mean, all these names coming to my house. It was such a crappy article. It was like I had every celebrity in the world. Angelina Jolie was, you know, using our toilet. Anyway, all of that was fake. But our neighbors, who are simple people, feel that we are Hollywood snobs and that we would never be friends with them because we only like celebrity. Well, they're crazy because some of, like my, everybody. some of my dearest friends I know since I'm a child, Terry and John Vecchio, I love them. And I know them 60 something years. And what he's a contractor and she's a, a housewife. That's the one that makes a hundred. They also don't like us because we say fuck a lot. <laughs> no, I don't. You do because you're <laughs> yeah. a pig. I know. Uh, I'm a pig. My friend Teresa, she makes 112 money caught the Christmas handmade. Imagine anybody making 112 money caught the handmade. Thomas Claxton just joined us too. So what's up, Thomas? Thomas, I want to thank you for uh, coming to my aid on my page with that woman that had an idea that socialism is good in our country. I mean, go to China, go to Russia, go to the countries where people are running away from socialism, which is another word for communism. So thank you very much for coming to my aid. I did explain to the lady that said uh, socialism saved, got rid of the depression. That was wrong. The Second World War got rid of the depression. And that's where the saying comes, America needs a war to prosper, which is not true. 
He says, my pleasure. She said, she said that lady was misinformed about a lot of stuff. Oh, she was just off the wall. She's this new breed of people who get all this fake information about our history and they, they making them into communists. All these college kids, they're very socialistic. Well, they should go to a social, a socialistic country like China, uh, where Sue Wong ran away from or go to Cuba where so many of our friends ran away from. Uh, it's no joke. Communism is, you can't Anyway, have, this is an entertainment well, show. I know, but I just want to finish. You can't have the, the luxuries in life that you have now. You have to be simple and share everything. You know, screw that. So, so. Uh, anyway, thank you, Tom. As uh, they say, we look fabulous that our haircuts are perfect. Ron gave me a haircut yesterday. Yes. Now I just have to lose 10 more pounds. I gained 10 pounds since we went to New York. So I've got to lose 10 pounds because. And I cut my hair, and I like the way I cut it. Usually I cut it not so hot, but this time it really came out good. Although I look like a, an old broad, like an old Jewish broad that went to the Brooklyn Beauty Parlor yeah. <laughs> and, and had her hair done. In fact, I think my mother wore her hair this way late, late in life. Anyway, I'm gay. I can get away with anything. So we saw, too, like we saw a movie on um... – we went and saw Fast and Furious. Ron didn't like it, he, and he couldn't believe how unbelievable it was with the cars flying in the air. All kinds I of mean, shit. enough already. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there for two and a half hours and watch fenders fly and tires fly. I mean, how literally about, flying from mountains yeah, and I shit. Mean, how about a story? I would like a story. No story. Just running, crashing, shooting, killing, chopping, bombing. How violent can you get? And then we wonder why kids today, when they get in the car, they do Fast and Furious. Then we watched a Chris Pratt movie on uh, HBO Max, The Tomorrow Man, or I don't know what it's called, The Tomorrow Something, which really wasn't any good. It cost $200 million to make it. Yeah. And I was like, for $200 million, I could give you like 80 terrific, fantastic movies. And for five, and I tweeted that to Amazon. <laughs> and for $5 million, I could give you my film, The Gift of Magic, starring uh, Lainey Kazan and myself. And my son pl is played by Sean Kanan. There we go. And so, oh, and Hub Reynolds Jr. just joined us. What's up, Hub? Hubby Hub, what's going on, Hub, 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 Hub? You got to, like, love it. So he's saying hi to everybody. So anyway, we're going to have a fun show. We're going to haul ass out of here, drive to L.A. Uh, Angela's going to be with us. She's not in the chat room today because she's driving to – to. Uh, she flew in from Colorado to, to L.A. today. And so we're going to see Angela tonight and Marcel. And uh, our guest list has Jim Beaver, and uh, we have uh, – uh, oh, Jennifer Rubin is coming, who was on the show not too long ago as one of our guests. And uh, I forgot who, Al Burke. I don't know. We have a lot of really, oh, hi, uh, Jan. Jan Birch is coming on as one of our guests with his wife. Um, Kelly Maroney's coming. Um, so there should be a lot of people there. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's the greatest way to visit our friends. Because, you know, if we're not working, we can all get together at a red carpet. But when we're working, of course, we can't do that. And our last red carpet for the fabulous film that everybody should miss, not miss, is Clown Motel. I also give a Two. shout out because I think Tina and Stefan are listening, but they're not in the chat room. So what's up, you guys? Tina and Stefan. Wonderful. Love, uh, love you both. OK, so our first guest is already when, here. When's the wedding? We're going to bring the first guest on, you guys, because I'm like super stoked. Uh, about having him on the show so hopefully we can hear him hello hello say something hello, hello hey we can hear you terrific hi how you doing i'm um, excellent yes if we can hear that's half the problem right 
That's right. And I'm super stoked to have you. So let me do an introduction for you. What does super stoked mean? Is that a new expression? Excited. Is that like floating around LA now? No. Super stoked. That's like, that's like 80s talk. Or did you make it that's up? That's like 80s talk. I don't know. It's fucking me. I'm anyway, Jimmy Starr. Anything I make gets hello, to fucking become hello, popular. Hello. Hold on. We're going to introduce him. Well, I'm going to introduce myself for a change. No, you're not, because it yes, doesn't I work am. for the format of the show. We're married. We argue. Just don't, don't worry and about if I, it. And if, I walk <laughs> off, and if I walk off this show, nobody will ever watch Oh, yeah. so, oh okay. Now I'm, we know. I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Ron Russell. I'm very impressed at what you do. Thank Even you. though he asked me ahead of time who you were. I never, <laughs> no, I never, no, I never research a guest because I like it fresh. If I research a guest and I all, all my questions are so corny and shitty, like everybody else's crappy interviewers that ask the same stupid questions. Well, I, I like that we're going to keep it fresh. I'm yes. Fresh. Oh, <laughs> well, I, know, I, I know you're fresh. I was told that by a few people in New York. <laughs> so few, so let me do my wait, intro. A few gorgeous hot models that yes. you were very fresh. He's one of them. All right. So everybody, now we're, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, celebrity stylist, actor, designer, television personality, Philip Block, the original influencer. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, how about giving his name? I did. Philip Block. Oh, <laughs> so this is a, you've already met my cool outrageous man about town co-host ron russell yes indubitably indubitably there you go i haven't heard that word in centuries I right it. it's good oh it's so joan crawford indubitably or betty Bet, more betty davis than joan crawford so listen well, i might be a little of both <laughs> so listen i'm gonna cut right to the chase no wait wait not yet wait, who's the nastiest bitch you're designed for Jennifer oh Lopez, gosh. right? Jennifer Lopez. No, Everybody, no, 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 no. Love, 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 love. You love her? One of my her? favorites. Everybody hates her. Love her. <laughs> one of my favorites. One of the nicest. Loyal. Loyal. Selma Hayek, not so much. But, um, <laughs> I don't like her anyway, so that's good. No, I like She's not nice. She's not loyal. She's not good. She's, not, I'm glad she's a liar. <laughs> I'm glad to hear about Jennifer Lopez because we have love. friends. We have friends that have worked with her in film, and they said that they were instructed never to look at her, never to speak to her, because she doesn't like that. And that, we feel, is very snob. You know, I'm in movies, so we know snobbery. I, I would never do that to extras and people of lesser uh, script. <laughs> but that's yeah, what I heard. I agree, especially to those poor people with lesser script. I mean... <laughs> It's already horrible that they have lesser scripts, much like not being able to talk to us would absolutely be horrific for those little people. So that's kind of you, sort of. I always speak to the lesser scripted people. Less, uh, yes. Well, at least hello, a word or two. A wave. I like fucking love that. So hold on. We have a chat room filled with people. Yes. And we need you to just say hi to everybody in the chat room real quick. So say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody in the chat room. <laughs> and, and, and then you got to say hi to B. Claudia. So she's in Germany and she's in there writing, telling people how you like, you know, did the photo shoots, Michael Jackson, all the like great things. She's yeah, like so for you everywhere. Shoots, yeah. You know, so say hi to B. Claudia. I think hi, Claudia. I, there you go. I think I'm good Morgan, Claudia. <laughs> I think I met you. You look so familiar to me. I've been around. I've been around. So have I. Lighting's not so good here, but no. But, uh, but you look—you look very familiar, and your voice and personality. 
I'm going to. I've been on TV for many years. I started. No, 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 no. I don't. I, I know you socially, not on TV. Ah, ah He's from New. He's from New York. I'm so from New York. I Do you guess. have any pictures? Then I don't believe you if you don't have pictures. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, oh my God! We were just at the fucking pool the other day and talking about people. And then Ron says, "See, we'll show you pictures because nobody ever believes anything you say if you don't show pictures." And said that. <laughs> no, well, true. that's the way to not get caught anymore. If you don't yeah. have a picture, I wasn't there. <laughs> No, no, our you can't give no pick. You can't convict. Oh my we, god! We have funny. many, many super celebrity friends. Okay, like he does, like you do, and we live in a very middle class gated community, fifty five and over. Because I'm eighty one, so they stuck me here with the old bags. And, ah. and the people here don't believe that we know the people we know, even though they've been to our house Wait, for dinner. <laughs> because because the the uh, place where we live wrote a big article about us and they were telling this bullshit about how everybody and their mother was here, which was not true. And these neighbors now think we are snobs and liars. So now when, when I'm at the pool and I meet them, I bring my cat, my phone and I say, see, here I am with so-and-so here I am with so-and-so. So pictures do prove. Exactly. Now, and I've got a couple of pictures of you that they sent me because they knew you were going to be on the show. And I'm going <laughs> to, and I'm going to show these pictures, and I hope you don't blush. Yeah. No, hang on. My turn. I want to like talk. Okay, so first of all, uh, I, I, thank I love you. them already. I, I, I appreciate like you following sister. me on. So I don't really because uh, we have so many famous people all the time, but I actually started my career in, in entertainment as a celebrity clothing designer. I had stores in Florida. I only designed one of a kind clothes. I dressed Elton John and Madonna and all kinds of people in my clothes. And uh, and I used to be like in so in awe of everything you did, because for my generation, there was nobody bigger than you as a stylist. Oh, God bless you. You must have um, had the patience of a saint. <laughs> um, and, and you would be like on in, in interview magazine and like all these things. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy has just got like his shit together. And and then I learned a lot about you now that you're coming on the show. So let me brag a little bit real quick before we start talking. So people get an idea of who you are a little bit. Um, so you guys, first of all, uh, and I read all this on the Internet. So if any of it's wrong, you can correct me. Okay. <laughs> Nothing about who you slept with. But you started oh, out as a model. Uh, you've modeled for Jean-Paul Gaultier, Yves Saint Laurent, Ray I don't know how you pronounce it. Cabo, Cabo, Cabo Cubo. Cubo. Right. Uh, you did stuff for Italian Vogue, Dior, Jordache Jeans, John Galliano, Comedy Garcon, Versace, Castle Bajac. Uh, then you've also worked at Studio 54, which was Ron's hangout. Like, Yeah, you know, that was uh, the spot. That was the spot. Maybe that's where we met. I was shirtless. Should I would it, should I take my shirt off? <laughs> were you what were you? I one didn't of, have a beard and I don't even think I had hair on my chest then. <laughs> were, were you one of the bar guys? I was a busboy. I was a busboy the first time and then I was a waiter when Steve sold the place to um to what's his name? Mark Fleischman. <laughs> uh, I was that's probably where you actually that's probably where he knows you from no, for I real. recognize something about the voice and the personality not with the beard but I do remember somebody who was very funny very charming who was pro yeah could be you it's I was in studio every single Saturday night yes and, well and, in, and, into, and into Sunday <laughs> from Saturday night till Sunday morning God bless well, yes those, oh, and, those and, the, girls, and the, and the, and the, parties. the ladies in the chat room say, yeah, take it off. <laughs> well, just a little. There you go. There you go, you guys. So now what's that a tattoo of? It looks like a bat. 
What is oh, it? Oh, no. It says, uh, there for the grace of God. There, oh, there, there, go. there for the grace of God. There we go. What? You got to love Your it. Your tits are there for the grace of God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, Eileen just texted me and told me to make sure I say hello from Eileen. So say hi to Eileen. Hi, Eileen. I just texted Eileen before. She was reminding me not to forget to remember to come here. There you so, go. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay, so then, you guys, he's also worked with Halle Berry, Lindsay Lohan, Salma Hayek, who's maybe not so nice, John Travolta, Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Jennifer Lopez, Melania Trump. He's a regular guest correspondent for E, CNN, Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood, HLN, and ABC. He's been in 17 movies, one of which is called Return to Babylon, which I had never heard of, but Ron will love it because it's the scandals and decadent lives of the 1920s greatest movie stars. And it's got Jennifer Tilly, Tippy Hedren, Debbie Mazar, Ion Sky, and you. Yes. She's and then a friend of mine, Tippy we'll go Hedren. back to that in a second. And you guys, he's also styled historic photo covers, River Phoenix, Michael Jackson, and he did the very first issue of Vibe magazine. Now that I've done some bragging, now we can talk. Okay. <laughs> so I can't believe I did all that. Wow. <laughs> that, I remember most of it. I remember most of it. That's it sounds so much better in... in when, when somebody say else it. says when it, somebody else yes. Says, but like we're supposed to be impressed. Big deal. <laughs> yeah. you, ne you never did Betty Davis. Such How a slacker. Know? I'm such a slacker. <laughs> not old enough <laughs> to do Betty Davis. <laughs> so wait, tell us a little bit about Return to Babylon. Is that something we could see? Because Ron would actually like that. Because Tippy. Um, it was. Was it was based on. Um, it was based on all these uh, silent movie stars. It was really cool, and we shot in Norma Talmadge's house. Wow. Um, it never came out. They. So they, Maria Conchita Alonso was in it, Issei Morales, Jennifer Tilly, Debbie Mazur, Tippi Hedren. I mean, and there's so many other, Ioni Sky. It, it was a really cool cast of different people that I played um, Ramon Navarro, who was like this famous, he was actually <laughs> Valentino's boyfriend. Oh, no, he was a slut. He was banging everybody. <laughs> Ramon or Valentino? Yeah, both of them. Ramon was murdered. And we yes. know, wait a second, I can't give the name, but we have a friend whose uncle was the murderer. And he came oh. out with it 30, 40 years later. He's dead now, but he, he there was two brothers yes. and, and they are uncles to a good friend of ours. Just so and, you and, know. and they murdered R Ramon Navarro. He picked them up his trade. He was going to blow them. And then they blew him away. Yeah. Well, the rumor is that they killed him with a a, um, a gold uh, replica of Valentino's penis. That's the rumor. <laughs> well, th that one I've cool. Never, I've never heard that one. Is that? Yeah. Oh, but we don't get to see the movie though, because it didn't. We should contact well, I, well, them. Well, I, I don't know. You know, Fox has it now, <laughs> and, and I, ironically, they are doing a documentary about the making of that movie because there was all these like haunted moments in the movie. It's very, very weird setting and. And the house in particular that we were that we were shooting in was really crazy. So it was it was funny. It was very interesting. So I don't know if it'll ever come out or not. It's one of those weird Hollywood mysteries. And the movie and making it was like really weird. And they've had like the the director got put in a nut house basically. Now why wouldn't this movie be available just for us to see now? What's the reasoning? I don't know. Fox owns it, and they are not putting it out yet. I, well, I don't know the reason. Well, they're, they're, and this is old, though. You did this like it's like ten, eight we, or ten years ago, or something. Yeah, yeah. We did this like ten years ago. The director got put away, um, and the movie was shelved. And then Fox bought it after that. Like after it was shelved, Fox bought it, and then um, they were going to release it about two or three years ago. 
and they just didn't in the end they held it and they haven't released it i you know hollywood's a very weird place a lot of movies get made that don't get released a lot of projects where did you did you shoot that in la hang on hang on did you shoot that in la yeah at at norma talmage's house that's that's sue wong's house to see yes Yes, yes. Sue Wong's like a dear friend of ours. Yeah, that's his <laughs> house, yes. Buddy. She's my best buddy. But There's a picture I, I, of Eileen texted that. Right. What, did, what did Chippy Hedren play? Who did she play? Um, I can't remember. We had a scene together, but I can't remember who she played. Honestly, I'm sorry. Um, it was so long ago, I can't remember who she played. I'd have to Google and look it up. But yeah, there's a great photo of me in, t- in uh, Sue Wong's bathtub naked as Ramon Navarro. <laughs> just covered in soap suds, and I'm like, like a cross. What a it small world, though. It was very weird. Just things happened on that movie in that house that were supposed to be accidental. And and Norma Talmadge used to be uh, sleeping with the head of like MGM, and he bought her that house. And she would have these parties in the living room, which we shot a lot of party scenes in the living room. And she would keep the cl- curtains closed, and she would get these orgies to ensue with all the young starlets and stars. And then she would have the paparazzi waiting outside and she would open the curtains when they would all be having sex and debauchery and and she would get the young starlets in trouble. And then they That's moved so, her out of that house. That's so funny. Well, Teresa Saban saying she wants to see pictures. Well, no, J- J- Jimmy, Jimmy and I sleep in that house. We sleep in. We slept in the Jimmy Hendrix Jimmy room. Hendrix room. Yeah. Is- Sue knows those stories, though, about the paparazzi. To ask oh, about the stories about the paparazzi. We right. have to ask her about well, that. You know, that what a small world, though. And thank well, you, Eileen, because Eileen texted me. It was in Sue's well, house. I, I was going to say that. I knew that it was Norma Talmadge. It was originally built for Bella Lugosi. Yes. And then, and then Howard Hughes lived there and uh, Johnny Depp lived there. The Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones, Jim Hendrix and I'm f- and a whole Nor- bunch of Norma people. Talmadge and somebody else. A whole bunch. The, the MGM guy was went to because one of the rooms is the MGM room. Right. Yeah. Well, that, the that's who bought it for her was was the guy from MGM. Yeah, that's I sweet. mean, we're in that house all the time. Yeah, go, so in fact, she, she she's in Morocco now. When she gets back, we're going to her welcome home. Oh, Eileen says Jim Morrison. Oh yeah, Jim. <laughs> everybody was in that house. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I think love it's, it. I think it's up for sale for a hundred million. No, no, no. How much? Forty no. million? I don't know. It's, it's it's doing an NFT. It's not available yet. No, but when she puts it up, it'll be forty million. No, I, I don't know. Yet. She wants to. It's move. not public knowledge. It is public <laughs> knowledge. She wrote about it on Facebook. You don't read my page, Jimmy. <laughs> Anyway, she wrote about no. She wrote about she wants to sell that house and she wants to move. The amount she didn't. She wants to move to Bel Air, and in Bel Air, she wants to build a Moroccan palace and and next to it a beautiful big showroom of all of her evening gowns. Did you know Sue Wong before you went and shot the movie? Uh, Not before I shot the movie, but I worked with her afterwards and. She invited me to a dinner. I, I did a, a fashion show with her and Holly Robinson P. You know, oh, cool. Uh, Holly does a lot of uh, for Holly Rod, her charity, Holly Rod. She does uh, for autism because she has an autistic son. She does a lot of uh, all these charity events for Holly Rod organization. Great, great charities. And we did a fashion show with Sue Wong's dresses. And I don't know, Sue and I just went to dinner one night and I was, she was asking me what I, you know, about acting or something. And I told her about this movie and she was like, oh my God, that was shot in my house. And then she knew the picture and she's like, oh my gosh, that's you. And that picture, she'd seen 
the picture of me in the bathtub naked. It's a beautiful picture. It's like he looks like Jesus and his like heads down. And <laughs> it was just a still from the movie. And so many weird things like that kept happening in the movie. Like Jesus supposedly shows up in the movie a few times. That's kind of what got the the director put away. So I don't really tell that story very much. <laughs> you know something? Hollywood is very political. I think why this movie is not being shown is there's some kind of politics going on. Something in that film is too um, shocking or they don't want it out. I believe that because Hollywood is very prudish. In so much as it's degenerate, it's degenerately prudish. <laughs> it's true. Or they could just be, you know... I'm just too talented and they don't want it out there, you know? I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that's a good reason. But you may, you, you, may, you may have exposed a little more than should be exposed, destroying the memory and the legends of Hollywood. Because my, yes. my mother was a silent movie actress. She was Jenny Gabriel. So my mother, when she was a kid, a little 16-year-old girl, knew all of these people. And my mother was so in love with Rudolph Valentino well, years later, I told her he was gay. She almost beat me up. Yeah. She said, oh, he's not. They said that about all the men. I said, well, Tyrone Powers gay. She said, see, they lie. Tyrone Powers not gay. I said, Ma, Rock Hudson's gay. She said, oh, stop. <laughs> all so, the great, all the, the beauties. The women don't want to believe What did she think about Paul Lynn and Charles Nelson Riley? Lies, lies, lies. <laughs> no, I, knew, I knew Paul Lynn for a lot of years. I knew Paul George Lynn. Michael Gay. No, <laughs> no, but Paul Lynn I knew since 1960 until he died. Uh, Paul Lynn was very nice, sober. You didn't want to know him drunk. Yes, it would seem that way. It would seem that way, but I, I feel witch. like I have some of his sense of humor. I loved his sense of humor. Are you kidding? He was fat. <laughs> I went to a thing where. Uh, 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 what the hell was it? it was some kind of show in Orange County, and and uh, Paul Lynn was there as well as Cloris Leachman. Mm. Cloris Leachman, the people gave her a little award, and she said, "Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate this award. I'm going to build a room around it." So Paul Lynn yelled out, "Yeah, bathroom!" <laughs> you know, he was quick. I loved was- Paul. I knew Paul personally. Uh, intimately, my, my very good friend Pat Catrone. Oops, Pat, I was lovers with him. Um. Anyway, forget about it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! We were going somewhere good there. Right no, no, we're well, not going to go there. Lynn, Paul Lynn supposedly did not throw that boy off the balcony, but Patrick said he did because Paul Lynn threw a crystal ashtray at Pat, hit him in the head. Pat called up a friend of ours and said, please, could you all chip in money, get me a ticket to come home? He's going to kill me. When he's drunk, he's crazy. And that's it. And so Pat came back to New York, and we all met him in the Fawn, which was the gay bar down in the meatpacking district. And he spilled all the stories out. And when Paul was loaded, he spoke a lot. He talked too much. So Pat had it. Anyway, so much for Paul Lynn. I don't want to wreck his reputation. <laughs> I think you just did. I think we're a little too late for that. That He's was not no, 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 He's no, done no. it before. No, I want the audience to know that actors are real people, that they're not actors. 
they, they have lives and they do things that other people do. I hate when they think because you're an actor, you live this spectacular life and you're sainted and you're wonderful. Bullshit. More- no, they have flaws, and I think there's a lot of pressure, and I think that the flaws are magnified. I mean, you look at a situation like Britney. I mean, it's so magnified, or Whitney, or Michael, or Prince, or any of them. I think All it's of them. that All people want to be famous. I think it's terrible. So let's go back to you, though. You sacrifice a lot for the audience, and, yes. then, and then the audience dumps you when you no longer look beautiful or... Or you're no longer a hot Or you say something wrong and get canceled, which I think is the most ridiculous thing on the world. Look what they did to what's-his-name, because he went to bed with that 18-year-old boy who wanted to go to bed with him, who I love, Spacey. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey destroyed his career because he blew some kid that wanted to get blown. I mean, (laughs) really and truly, you know. I mean, if you and I ever squeal on the people that wanted to blow us, half of Hollywood would be out. Yeah, but sometimes karma's a bitch. Oops. Yes. Did I say that? <laughs> well, I, I don't know where this Maybe he should be blowing, not blowing other people's boyfriends and children. And, uh, you know, he, he was the kid. Of no, the first kid was 14. Oh, I didn't know about the 14. Yeah. And I know of him. I know of him fucking around with somebody I know's boyfriend, a girl I know's boyfriend, like a public affair kind of with which, you know, whatever. That's he's just, yeah. Anyway, he's the nicest person I ever met in Hollywood. Let's just say that. So you've he's met not, almost, he's not the nicest person oh, he's, he's met not? in Hollywood. See, we haven't met him, so oh, she's oh, an, evil, an, evil, an evil queen. <laughs> she's an evil queen. So let's go to you first of all, because you've met almost everybody in Hollywood. You've Speaking worked with of evil queens. I <laughs> know, <laughs> and you've worked with almost everybody in Hollywood. So how did you start? How did you? How did you actually like? For, if somebody wants to be like like you, how did you actually get yourself started? Well, well, you started as a model, but how did you go from there to like celebrity stylist? I started as a model, and I wanted to find a job that I could basically travel around the world, uh, stay in expensive hotels be around the best stuff and the best people, the most exciting. I, I, I'm, I'm thirsty for, um, you know, int- knowledge and interesting things, culture. I love, I love people that are interesting and creative and I wanted to stay in that business. And, you know, your looks don't last forever. Well, you two wouldn't know that, but some of us have learned. <laughs> oh, and, no. um, and I wanted to, uh, I wanted to find a way to, to stay in that. And, and um, the editors I worked with as a model were like, I always had good taste. You know, I was like, um, uh, ahead of my time you know I didn't look like anybody else like I kind of started a trend of being different looking at the time and just being I was like ethnic and cool and edgy in the 80s when I started like nobody really looked like me in the industry they were bigger and all American looking and I just wasn't like that and I always had a a darker leather jacket and Doc Martens and a cigarette kind of hanging out of my mouth vibe more rock and roll street vibe or rough, and, tra- um, rough, rough trade. Rough trade, as, as you would say, yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, like, I grew up smoking weed in Long Island. I was like a weed dealer when I was a kid into Long Island. Very, you know, very Gus Van Zandt, for lack of a better word. Where, and, did, you, um, where did you live on Long Island? Seaford. Seaford? Seaford. Yeah. I, I lived in Setauket for a lot of years. Oh, I'm wow. York, I'm a New York, Long Island boy. There you go. There you I, know, go. I, know, I know Seaford. Thank God they can't arrest us for that yet. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I that's how I got into the styling. And one thing led to another. And I uh, I was working with models in New York, and then I didn't like that. I had a couple shoots. I was working as the head fashion director for Vibe magazine, the very first issues of Vibe. 
and um, where like the designers wouldn't even like give us clothes for black people. They were like, oh, hip hop artists. Noah, that's not our clientele. Black people don't buy clothes. What? You know, this was the early 90s. This was really fascinating. It was in uh, 92. It was a year before Tyson was signed to Ralph Lauren. Yes. Please, black people dress better than white people in, 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 in majority. Everyone yeah. that we know that's black, the girls, gorgeous, the guys, fabulous. I know. Oh, bullshit, they don't buy clothes. And I they know, buy it's crazy, right? Crazy. And look at the multi-million dollar, billion dollar fashion and hip hop. That's a conglomerate. Just no. look at the, you know, It's crazy, but those were the times and I had to call, I actually had to call Mark Jacobs, who was a friend of mine. We had known each other from Hurrah, the club Hurrah. Remember the rock club Hurrah? He used to date Robert Boykin, who was the owner. Right. I used to date Robert. And um, when I came back from modeling, Mark was with Robert and he stole my life. So he owed me a favor. <laughs> and, uh, and, but I came back a glamorous model. So I really won. Yes. There you go. <laughs> we had my dumpy housewife life to Robert Boykin. God bless him. May he rest in peace. I love Robert. And the, the hurrahs were so fun. Anyway, I called Marcus. He was at Perry Ellis. And I was like, hey. They won't let me close for black people. What's up? What's wrong with this picture? And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, I called Ralph Lauren. I called Tommy Hilfiger. I called Calvin Klein. They all said, no, no, black people don't buy clothes. I mean, what's going on? This is like Quincy Jones's magazine. Like, what do you mean? Like, I couldn't even understand it, you know, because I'd only been back from Europe maybe a year or two. And I don't know. It was just different, different vibe. And it being, you know, being sort of ethnic and different in the modeling industry, I was doing like, you know, all the big designers and black people were doing the big designers and ethnic people were doing Galliano and Gautier and all of them and, and even Versace at that time. And so it was just interesting. And um, it's really, that's how I kind of got into it. And I went to Hollywood because I got tired of working with the models and I thought, well, okay, I'm going to work with the singers. I wanted to work with like Oprah and well, she was a singer, but I wanted to work with Whitney and Vanessa Williams and in Vogue and Oprah because everybody wanted to work with Oprah. Yes. That's and that's how I got to Hollywood. That's how I went to Hollywood. Wait Friday. a minute. All the black people that we know dress in haute couture. Yeah. Okay. Haute couture. Haute couture. Haute couture. It's haute. It is not. Ask him. Haute couture. Haute couture. Haute couture. Anyway. In French. So, so yeah, but you got to remember, it's so funny, too, that, that, that you say that because basically Tommy Hilfiger wouldn't even – be in existence if it wasn't for the urban population. And Ralph, I mean, they're the Tyson ones who made him. model forever. It's so interesting. Yeah. Tyson, and he's so gorgeous. Well, you know, back then everything was different. Um, black people were not accepted. Uh, they were thought of as um, inferior or stupid or servants or whatever because well, they were they were portrayed that way in film, and they were always made fun of. You know, Yasm, here's ours are coming, that kind of, you know, black person. Well, there were no roles. There weren't there weren't good roles. And I think, like, interestingly enough, I, I don't say that to blame Tommy or, or Ralph necessarily. It was the blonde, white PR girl that was working in the company in 1992. Yes. And she didn't go see Shaft or she didn't go see Mahogany or Foxy Brown or, or whatever the movies were. She wasn't watching Good Times. She watched Little House on the Prairie. So for her, <laughs> her priority wasn't Biggie. It was, you know, what whatever it was, Debbie Gibson. 
Yes, Mahogany, yes, but, one of my favorite movies. But to give her such importance where she could decide the color of the models or the the, the, fat, the clothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who, who, who it's very, that's a very interesting point. In fashion, a lot of uh, a lot of power through the decades has been given to those. It's so fascinating you say that because every decade, a whole, the, 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 the assistants and the interns get the power of who's coming into the show, who's at the door. They're at the door. <laughs> and they every generation it misses it it's uh, it's so fascinating to see i literally have to call designers sometimes to be like hey i'm doing mary j blige can i get no 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 this is no oh, mary j no blah 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 whatever the excuse is and then i'm like i have to call i call the front desk i'm like please tell so and so that philip Locke is calling remacro or you know uh, carmen mark volvo or or, you know, whoever the designer is, and just tell them, Badgley and Mishka Mark or James, tell them. Okay, the, 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 the greatest black dresser of the 1970s, and you will agree with me, was Ashford of Ashford and Simpson. I would look at him, those fucking things draped on him like heaven. I only wanted to have everything he owned. He had the most gorgeous, gorgeous stage clothes as well as personal life clothes. Now you want to tell me that blacks don't wear good clothes? Yeah, no, it was really, 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 really wrong. And I just, I just kind of went down that path the whole, all of my career. You know, I dressed Hallie when she won her Oscar, which was a huge statement. And, you know, they wouldn't loan clothes to a lot of black and Latino actors. Selma, uh, J uh, Jada, Jada and Will. I, you know, I in 97, I dressed like... Uh, 13 people for the Oscars and most of them were black or Latino, Angela Bassett and Courtney B. Vance. They, you know, a lot of the designers wouldn't work with them. It, it was very interesting over time, how things shifted and Hallie winning the Oscar was a really big, um, for 2001, but in 2002 was a huge, um, change. And she created a, a movement and something that shifted everything. I mean, I had lots of times where I'd call for, Kerry Washington or Regina King, and they're like, "Oh, not our, not our fan base." Or Angela. That is Bassett. so funny. Well, I find that, that is just amazing. I, I find the greatest mistake Hollywood ever made was not giving Diana Ross the Oscar for yes. the Lady Sings the Blues. Her performance in Lady Sings the Blues beats any performance I have ever seen. It should have gotten an Oscar for Diana Ross, and I don't like Diana Ross. I know her. Not very nice, but her talent is very good. And she, she was great in that movie. She was very, she very, was very good. Fabulous in that movie. Yeah. For a girl who didn't have an acting career, she was brilliant. Brilliant. Wonderful, deserving the Oscar. But back then, Black was not ready for an Oscar. It was yeah, funny. she was just not quite there. And yeah, yeah. If a white broad did that, they would have gone for the Oscar. Just to see. Yeah, yeah. Or in a different time. Melandra Day was nominated, didn't win for the same role, basically. Different movie, but similar role. But I yeah. love Andre Day. I, I think it's so cool, though. So you've worked with such a diversity you know, of people. What are, who, are, who are some of your favorite people that you were able to work with as a stylist? Um, as a stylist, I have to say, well, Vivica Fox and Fran Drescher are still very, very good friends of mine. I, I speak to them often. I had dinner with Vivica last night. Love her. Uh, love Fran, Fran, I'm very close with also. I love Fran and her charity, right. Cancer Schmancer. Fran's a great New Yorker. We have a whole birthday club of friends, a whole group of us that get, get together all the time. Um, 
I really love uh, Apollonia from Prince. Uh, uh, oh my gosh! What does she still do? You know, I, I don't I, like that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Is she still active in the in the world of entertainment? Yeah, she just started her own podcast, and there's a lot going on in that story with Prince and behind the scenes there. That's a very that's a story like a Britney story that we don't even know one half of what was really going on there and uh, what will come out over the years. You know, Whitney, we kind of knew. But Britney, this has been a little hidden. What we're kind of hearing now is they're like, whoa. And Prince, there's a lot that went on there that I think, I think the Prince story is going to come out for years and years and years. We're going to be learning things that we didn't know. And I think there's a lot of uh, shrouded in protection. And I think that eventually people will be more honest. I like love it. Well, Fran Drescher was on our show and she was in a white terry cloth robe with wet hair and no makeup. And she was just informed that we were television, not radio. And she said, oh, my God, you mean I'm on television, not radio? So she just continued the interview. She could have cared less. It was fabulous. She's she's wonderful. I love her. She's great. I I love her, too. Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford, Meg Ryan, and Sandy Bullock are, are my favorites, too. I really love those three, particularly Nicole Kidman. I love. I love a lot of the girls. I love girls. You know, I'm I'm a guy's girl. So I'm a girl's guy. I'm a, a girl, girl's I'm a guy. Girl's a guy's guy. a girl's guy. That's hilarious. I'm a girl's guy. I'm a girl. I'm a girl's guy, a guy's girl. I, I, I like a lot of the girls. You know, I think like in growing up in high school, I was always friends with the pretty girls. And in my career, I got to be friends with the pretty girls. Um, you know, pretty girls are on a mission, but I I love Sandy Bullock, Meg Ryan. We've had a lot, a lot of laughs with Meg Ryan. My face used to hurt at the end of the day working with Meg but you know it's a job you know at, at the end of the day you know you don't you're friends with them for a certain amount of time and time passes and you don't see them like anybody you know I mean it's right it's funny because with Meg Ryan so when I was a kid uh, before I figured out I was a total homo uh, Meg Ryan was like my ultimate like she was on as the world turns she played Betsy on as the world turns I would rush home from school every day just so I could watch her uh, she was like my absolute favorite and wait, she a minute, said, wait a minute wait a minute so you rushed home from school every day to watch as the world turns but you didn't know you no, were, you're, that's right okay <laughs> And then in college, I rushed home every day and skipped class to watch General Hospital. And I knew. Uh, I- and it was Meg Ryan's hairdo that turned you on, but you didn't know you were going <laughs> to. No, it really I- turns me on, her hairdo. Yeah. I knew I was gay because I was dating uh, Casey Michaels. And Casey was on um, what soap opera? I was uh, 17 and he was 38. Gorgeous, blonde guy, magnificent. At what the hell show was he on? I think as the world turns, one of those stupid things. And I used to run home from school when he would be on. And then I would meet him that night at two, one potato, two potato for uh, hamburgers. He would take me there for hamburgers. It do you know a, what one potato, two potato everybody is? Knows. I remember that name, but it was very early on. It was like the 80s. Yeah, but you, no, 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 no. Uh, for Ron, it would have been in like one the 60s. potato, two potatoes, been there for forty or fifty years. Uh, is it still there? It's a. It was a gay hangout with the best hamburgers. Uh, I was there in nineteen. Uh, Where was it though? I remember the name. I just. I it was. Missing. It was down in the village, and if I'm not mistaken, it was on the corner. Of, oh, I forgot. 
but it was down in Greenwich Village. One yeah, I remember the name of it. I, I'd maybe been there like once earlier early on, but great, yeah. Great hamburgers. I hope it's still there because when we go to New York, I want Jimmy to go with me. I don't uh, think it's still there. I think one potato's gone. Yeah, two potatoes. What a gone. shame. So now, where where do you live in New York? What area? You don't have to, don't tell us exactly where, but you know. I, you I'm on the Lower East Side right now. I'm 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 I'm, 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 I'm a movement. I'm in movement. I just moved from LA to New York, and I'm here for a couple months, and then I'm going to Atlanta. Oh, we're going to be in Atlanta too to shoot a bunch of films. I, I also produce films. When are you going to so- be there? Um, we don't know yet because I don't have the financing totally like secure. But when we're there, I've got like six movies that are going to get shot there. So, um, so- awesome! I'm going to be there. I'm going to be living there. I'm starting a clothing company down there. Oh, good for you! Good what for men's you. or women's? Uh both, both. It's a little uh, t-shirt and polo shirt collection and hoodies and very athleisure streetwear. Um, it's called God Stuff by Philip Locke, and um. It's got little praying hands on it and little wings, like instead of a Ralph Lauren polo pony. I love it. Holding it, praying hands in gold, or it's got little wings in gold, or it's got a little crown in gold. Do you think black people will buy it? I think so. <laughs> I think so a little. Oh, you mean they buy designer clothes? Actually, I will, totally, yeah. I, will, I will totally wear that. Let me know when it's out, and I'll help promote it in my social media because I love that. I think it's, it's cute, right? It's, I think I, it's going to be really nice. You know, I'm a man of faith. I go to I go to church regularly, but I meditate, and I do all kinds. I, I'm very into different religions. I think it's very – after after working in Hollywood, honey, you need, you need some God in your life. <laughs> I like love it. So so now why did you choose Atlanta to launch in Atlanta? Um, I think there's a great urban vibe there. I think there's a great streetwear vibe there. I think yeah, a lot there of is. those brands are coming out of there. Um, I think it's part of the triumvirate. You know, New York, Atlanta, LA. I think, you know, a- Atlanta's the new black Hollywood. Um, I've been going there for years since before the Olympics in the early and the in the nineties, I've been going there. And um, I have family there, and I just thought, wow, let me do something different. Let me just change it up. And um, I have, I'm friends with some of the housewives of Atlanta. I'll go visit them. And- oh, we know. Well, I don't really know her, but um, we met her. Uh, oh, oh, shit. The Whatever, one who's honey. married to Leon. You know Leon, right? Yeah, Cynthia, Cynthia Bailey. Cynthia, yeah. Cynthia Bailey. So I don't actually know her, but she likes my stuff on Instagram and Twitter, and we've messaged and stuff back and forth. But we know Leon very Leon well. Leon is one of my favorite people. He's very talented. He's a sweetheart, sweetheart of a guy. And Cynthia is gorgeous. And, and he's not homophobic either. He's no, not, no. He's great. Leon, he's great. Leon is great. So, I, so are you going to – okay, so you're going to go there and do – are you still, are you still uh, styling people on a regular basis? Less, less. More personal clients. More personal clients. Um, I, I have – maybe there's a movie I'm doing coming up. Maybe it's, you know, that's still waiting on the financing. There's like two movies I've been offered to style, waiting on the finance. There's a movie I'm supposed to be acting in, waiting on financing. You know, there's a lot of waiting on financing. Yeah, I got, days. I have a lot of that too, so I totally what, what, understand what is, that. What is your ethnic, your ethnicity? I what? am Spanish, French, and I just found out Sardinian. Oh, so I'm part Sardinian also. Really? Very li- like, I, who knew? I was like, what? Well, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent Italian, but there's, uh, there was Sardinian. My daughter did this. She did the whole. Treat thing one two yeah, three or whatever. Me or whatever. Yeah, twenty three yeah. and me. And we, yeah, and we came up with this kind of stuff, which was interesting. But you know, Italy and Sardinia. What is it? Is swim away. 
So well, and it's like North African. Sardinia was like North African. It's like Moroccan more than Italy, almost. Yeah, like it, right. it is Italy, but right. It's very interesting. I didn't. I. I was. You know. Yeah, I was kind of. I just found that out like a week or two ago, and I'm like, wow, huh? Where'd that come from? <laughs> like, well, never heard know, of that in my family at all. Never heard of it at all. Our ancestors sailed all over the place. Italians, Romans. I mean, we have such a history of uh, Rome conquered the world practically. So we're yeah. all we're all over. I also have. What did I have? Another one. I have an English. Somebody was English in our family. How the fuck did English get in there? Yeah, I have like, it's like Spanish, French, and there's some Russian. And then the Sardinian part was the real, I knew there was, I knew all about the Spanish and the French. I just didn't know about the Sardinian, which was like. Yeah, well, we have a little bit of French in us because we come from Genoa, which is right on the border uh, of France. Yeah, so yeah. That's understandable. So you did the your family tree? Yeah, no, I didn't do the whole tree. I just did the beginning of 23 and me, and I was like, oh, wow, huh, okay. <laughs> I, I did the same thing, except for on the, I did it on the ancestry for mine, but I, I'm adopted, so, like, I don't I don't even know how to check any of this shit. Yeah, now. I guess you could find people that way, but um, hold on one second. I'm going to shut that off because it's making noise. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, that was, like, the rudest thing, but I just didn't want it to ring while we were talking. <laughs> That's no, okay. I like So. The glory of these kind of interviews on TV, internet, all at once. It's like, I hey, love I'll it. Go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> I like, love it. So, okay. So did you have something that you enjoyed the most? Did you enjoy styling the most or doing the TV hosting the most? Or, cause you've done, you have a, such a vast array of a resume. It's not like you, you can't be pigeonholed into one thing. No, I'm so grateful. I think maybe I did too much. It confuses people and they don't get to see everything you do. And they, they think of you as, Styling Harley Berry for the Oscars or Michael Jackson's last photo shoot. So those are like my two famous claims to fame. I love the modeling. I thought it was fun because the time it was just very interesting. I think my my two favorite things were um, um, I had a TV show where I interviewed celebrities about their charities, and it was called Cause Celeb with Philip Locke, and it was on ABC News. Now that was my that was my favorite. And I got to interview Chaka Khan and Steve Harvey and Christy Turlington and Christy Brinkley and Kristen Chenoweth and you know like. All kinds of Susan Lucci. Um, he doesn't like her. <laughs> uh, Susan Lucci was my neighbor. We lived in Garden City. Oh, Island, yes. Long Island. yes. And Susan, uh, well, anyway, uh, she was not the friendliest to any of the neighbors in Garden City. She you kind were of, the first person I have ever heard that from. I have never, ever, ever, she, ever, ever. She walked in the supermarket in high heels, a lavender jumpsuit. And her nose was in the air and she'd walk right by you, like saying, don't recognize me. Don't stop me. I'm shopping. So I know because I've been in that supermarket a few times. And my daughter, Deirdre, played with her daughter. They were good friends in school. So her daughter would come to our house to play with my daughter. And Susan Lucci, uh, I, I mean, I've never really had an encounter with her. But from what the people said at the Cherry Valley Country Club, that she was not very friendly. I actually met her for Super Soap Weekend because I dressed a lot of the soap I stars. I think she's friendly at business, but not really socially. In her private life, she's very quiet and very withdrawn, very, pri very private. I met her at Super Soap Weekend. I dressed a bunch of soap opera people when I was, you know, designing clothes and doing styling and stuff. And she was super nice, but you know, she was on. That was like a thing. She had to be nice to everybody. She's so all, I don't really yeah, know. I've seen her. I on. think she's a professional. I, I I really like her. I've I've had great experiences with her, and I like her, and that's all that matters. You know, I mean, in each of our, 
We know everybody gets up every day. Some days you're in a good mood. Some days you're in a bad mood. That's absolutely true. Yeah, but there's a general. Lara Spencer, who was really Lara Von Sealing, is my daughter Leslie's best friend. They grew up together, went to school together. Now, Lara Spencer is from Garden City. She lived up the road from us. She has met Susan Lucci many times. And she said the same thing. When the camera's on, she's brilliant. When the camera's off, she's different. But we also all have different experiences. Why? I'm sorry. I, I just said we I think we all have difference because I've had experiences with people that other people tell me are super nice. And I was like, wow, they weren't nice to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the same, the same. I, I think it's just how people are, are you know, the, the day, you know, what, what, what you expect of them, what you don't, you know, I mean, there's certain people like I always love Madonna, but I never wanted to work with her because I just didn't want to hate her. And I knew yeah. I would. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, so I, funny. I knew the girl that did her hair in L.A. And she, uh, she said, I met her once and she was Madonna, nice as shit. Madonna treated this cause she was a fat girl, a heavy set girl. And Madonna just treated her like hell. But you know, that's what the business is about. Is that Sharon? Yes. You know, yeah. Sharon? Yes. Very well. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Sharon, Sharon, uh, was well, Sharon's well. mother lived in the same complex that my sister-in-law lived in. Sharon's mother was called, I forgot her name. She was a wild broad, Sharon's mother. Oh, shit. Hang on. Sharon's a wild broad. Hang on. Hang on. We have Sharon to... was off the wall. Are you kidding? Because we only have a few minutes left. And, and I mean, tell, telling me that you did all the boy bands. And that's my favorite thing in the world. So tell me, who who did you work with? What boy bands have you worked with? That's my fucking favorite thing. And Cindy, Lady like in the chat room will love this, too. Everybody's I, I'm, talk- I'm a bad boys to men guy. I, I really liked boys to men. That was really my, you know, boys to men was my my boy band. I, I've, I've worked. I actually. I worked for Donald Trump doing the pageants, and so in sync, and and I did one of the pageants together, and um, it was fun. That that week we were down in um, Shreveport, and every time we'd get in the elevator, uh, you know, a lot of times I was in with the boys, and people would get in the elevator and they thought I was part of the band. It was my big claim to fame. <laughs> That's Justin so had curly hair then. Justin had curly hair then. Now you opened the door. You dressed millennia, right? Did you find her to be homophobic and hating gay people? Um, I, I did not dress Melania. I, I, um, I met her many, many times. And uh, just to be clear, I did not dress her. I dressed um, Tiffany for the inauguration because her father wouldn't pay for anybody. No, but the, 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 the question is, did you find her to be homophobic or rude? No, no. Did you think that Donald Trump hated gay people? No. Good. Thank you. Thank you very much. I want the world to know that point because we know the chef of Donald Trump, who's gay as a lock. I mean, she flies like on wings and Donald <laughs> and Donald and everybody treats him like gold. Donald Trump is not homophobic. Donald's always go. been very, very, very nice to me. Paid and my, I, and I met time. him. He, he was nice to me when I met him. I, I, I have no no problem with him whatsoever. I, I hate the way the, the president he is. I hate the person he's become. I hate all that. I like Ivanka. I like Ivana. I like Ivanka. I like, um, I, I just, it's all a mess now. I mean, the person, the people I knew, I liked. These people there you go. Different and I don't like them. 
Okay. So let's go back to the boy band thing. Cause my clothing, I used to have a clothing store in Fort Lauderdale and, and, and there was an apartment across the street with the hottest girl you've ever seen. And all the boy bands were always there. Like whenever they were in town. So like NSYNC would be there. Backstreet would be there. LFO. They would all like hang out at this girl's apartment. So we would see them all, you know, all the time. But the boy band thing is I'm even working on a film that's got like almost every boy band member in it. We're putting together the script. Uh, for it because we're i'm real friendly with jeff timmons from 98 degrees he come he was on the show recently and right. we, had, we had lance bass on the show we've had a bunch of the boy band guys on the show uh but i'm a big fan of like all the boy band stuff so did you ever get to do anything with backstreet no i didn't no i didn't but um um isn't mark's brother on back wasn't mark's brother in backstreet no that's uh Johnny? um no that's new kids on the block Oh, new kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I get them all mixed up. My bad, my bad. I love Johnny, though. I'm like, it's also long ago. You know, like, and it's also, it's weird, like, in that time, like, I was modeling in that time, and I was, like, a teen idol in London. Like, I was on the cover of the teen magazines, like, with Adam Ant and, and, um. Oh, my God. You know that's Eileen's favorite, right, is Adam Ant? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like Adam Ant would be on the back cover. I'd be on the oh front, or I'd be, he'd be on the front. I'd be on the back cover. Oh, wait a second. Hey, Eileen, did you hear that? So, because Eileen wrote a book called "Waiting for Adam," and it's all about her journey to to meet Adam Ant. And oh, now that's she's, so funny. And now she and now she's writing a book uh for to to meet Billy Idol, and we haven't been able we haven't been able to get in touch with Billy Idol's people to get her to be able to do an interview with him, even though she's met him. She hasn't been able to do an interview. So if you know anybody, tell Eileen because she really wants to yeah, interview Billy I, Idol. I think he's around though. Billy's around. I, Adam and I haven't heard anything about him. Billy's like around. I thought he just had an album maybe in the last year or two or something. Yeah, I like, think he. I think he did. Eileen, yeah, like, he's around. Eileen, like he's. Eileen wants. Eileen wants to ball Adam Ant so bad. <laughs> That's all she ever talks about is having sex with Adam Ant. And I said, well, I don't think he's got a big one. And she goes crazy. She said, I stand right underneath him when he's performing and I see he's got a good one. I said, well, I don't think so. I heard. And now Eileen says she loves you even more. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. So, yeah, like those teen bands, like it's interesting. Like they weren't really. By the time I came back to America, they were like in full swing. So I didn't get to work, you know. In sync was kind of where I came back, you know. I mean, like, yeah, that's fabulous. I like love that. Like having, yeah, getting to getting to be with Justin and them in the elevator was mine. I think and Boys to Men, Boys to Men were awful. I like they were one of my favorite bands, and they were just so awful to work with. I never, I couldn't listen to them for ten years after that, at least. Oh my gosh, did you see the movie that they did with Charlize Theron and Will? And uh, no, not Will Ferrell. Uh, Charlize Theron and when she was running for president. They're oh, in I it. saw that. It was Boys to Men in that? Yeah, that was Boys to Men was the boy band that was in that one that was performing. It was only three of the guys. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I yeah, think I right. love yeah. that. Okay, so you worked with everybody because we only have like three minutes left. So so give me a, a bucket list. Like who's the one person that has eluded you that you think, oh, my God, this person would be like a lot of fun to work with in any capacity, whether you were going to interview them, dress them, have them wear your clothes uh anything anyway who's, I'd, who's love to, I'd love to talk to beebs i'd love to talk to the beebs because i'm an empath and the beebs is an empath i feel beebs i love beebs he follows I, me I, on twitter I feel, him. I feel him i feel like a kindred spirit like i was a kindred spirit with michael i felt like like beebs and i could talk and i could help him he could help me i think i think the beebs and i would understand each other i um, agree I got it early on with him. I was like, oh, I understand. He's an empath. And I figured out he was an empath. And I'm sure he is. And I just see the way he deals with the fans. 
and I and I'm I'm 100 sure he's an empath, and, and and that's his thing. And his um, new album is so freaking good. It's not even yeah. Funny. Yeah, listen to the really, song Peaches. Listen to the Peaches song because it's awesome. <laughs> okay, I'll listen to Peaches. I'll listen to Peaches, like Peaches Geldorf. Um, I think it's more about people I would have liked to work with that I didn't get to. Unfortunately, I'm. Oh no! What happened? Oh, there you go. You're back. Are you back? New York is suffering from blackouts to electric. <laughs> no, really, they're having a lot of blackouts in New York. Hey, hey, uh, Rebel, can we get him back? Because we only have like a minute to go and we're going to bring Joey out. Because of the intense humidity and heat in New York internet. City, it's like over 100 degrees. So Hang everybody's on. air conditioners are going. Say it, Rebel. I can't control his internet. He has to um, pop back in. He's stuck. He's frozen. Okay. So maybe like kick him out and maybe he'll think to come back in. There we go. All right, everybody. So we're going to wait one minute and see if he comes back. Uh, hopefully he like will. I was saying New York is going through a lot of blackouts. Also, they had severe thunderstorms. I understand that knocked out a lot of their power lines. So, so everybody, listen, they're asking in the chat room. So you can follow Philip Block on Instagram and Twitter. He's at Philip Block, P-H-I-L-L-I-P-B-L-O-C-H. That's his Twitter and his uh, Instagram. Follow him on both of them. He's got a lot of cool things coming up. And I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and he's a great guest. I enjoyed he that immensely. A fun guest. I wanted to say goodbye. Hopefully he'll come back. But if he doesn't, um, then he'll at least know. I'm telling you, if they had a blackout in New York, that's it, kid. There's no electric. I lost you and now there I'm you back. There you are. You're oh, back. good. What happened? Is there a blackout in New York? I, I don't know. I don't know. I must we, heard, we heard you have high humidity and, and a lot of heat right now. Oh. I'm schwitzing. I'm schwitzing. Yeah, that it's very hot in New York and that you're using a lot of power, therefore getting blackouts. Anyway, I didn't want I wanted to say goodbye. I didn't want you to go without saying you're a great I guest. Know. I came back to you're, say goodbye. You're a lot of fun in your family. And that Thank makes you. me very happy. You're a sweet guy. Meanwhile, you got a husband? No, I'm single. How come? Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. It's very hard nowadays to find a husband. You know, nobody can focus. I feel like they, it's, uh, they have guys that have a hard time focusing. <laughs> nobody can focus. <laughs> you know, with the apps, it's like the next one, the next one, the next one. They're like, you're in a conversation, they're loving you. Next thing you know, they're not talking to you anymore. They don't even answer your thing. I, I couldn't understand it if you paid me. That's you know what? Uh, he's out there. You just have to wait. He'll come to you. I know. I know. I'm. I'm. I'm not. You know. I'm not thirsty for it. I'm good. I'm good. You know. I date a lot. The young guys like us old daddies. Yeah. Tell <laughs> me about it. I'm 81 years old, and they still like me. Would you believe it? Uh, it's crazy. Uh, me too. I'm so just think, when you're 81, you'll still be getting young guys. I know it's good, right? I, I don't know where it all came from recently, but um, it's not. <clears> because well, because like young guys don't like young guys because young guys are narcissistic they're vain they're they're liars they're cheaters they're hot in the box whereas older guys we've done it we're slowed down we're more uh, husband material and we last longer in our relationships so yes that, young guys it's not good not good but. so everybody again this is philip block you can follow him uh, at philip block on twitter and instagram p-h-i-l-l-i-p-b-l-o-c-h not k-h and uh, they agree with you in the chat room. Everybody says they love you and they remember you from E-Television, a lot of them are saying. Um, yeah, which is I was very lucky to be in those times. MTV, House of Style, I was lucky. lucky I love lucky it. To be at the beginning of a whole kind of pop culture revolution and a black movement revolution. I, I love very, it. Very 
I, I love so, it. Wait, so wait, wait, when are you moving gotta... to Atlanta? Uh, the beginning of September. And we're going to be. Oh, we the... might be there by then. We might be there by then. Let's have dinner. Yes, we'll definitely Let's stay in and with Eileen and and everybody. All the crazies that we. Eileen know won't be in Atlanta. No, New York. Oh, he's going to. He's going to be in September. He's going to. Yeah, and we're going to be in New York. September eleventh. Oh, shit. <laughs> but we're going to be in Atlanta. We will look you up. And I really do. When your sh- clothing line comes out, I want to know when it comes out. And, yeah, uh, excellent. Follow and- that on Twitter, on Instagram also. I haven't opened the Twitter yet on it, but uh, God Stuff by Philip Locke. And, um, yeah, it's on Instagram. There we go. Then we, then, then we could really dish the dirt in private. Woo! <laughs> have, have I got stories for you. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Philip, thank you so much. <laughs> Bye-bye. That was fantastic. Take take good care, Philip. What a great guy, you guys. All right, you guys, we're going to bring on our next guest. uh, Joey Belladonna is coming on. Hello, Joey. What's up? Hey, Rockers. What's up? Hey, it's so nice to see you again. And before we're going to wait and see if Kenny comes on. But but, uh, I want to just bring this up ahead of time because I actually met you. At Scream Fest. I don't know if you know what that is. That was like a horror convention, and it was in Orlando. And it had to be a long-ass time ago because I was skinny and and young. Yes, um, what they call the Spooky Convention or something? Yeah, Spooky Empire, yes. Spooky Empire. And uh, you were at the VIP party, and uh, I took a ton of pictures with you and, and talked with you, and it was a lot of fun. So it's nice to see you again, and we're not strangers because we've met once, even though you won't remember because you meet 8,000 people a day. <laughs> Nah, you know what? I, I thought that was a great time. We had we met a lot of great people and we had some fun stuff going on. Oh, no, we totally did. So uh, we're going to introduce you in a minute. But before we introduce you, because there's so many people in the chat room, they, uh, can you give me some shout outs? There's a lady named Kim. Say hello, Kim, because she said she's seen you in concert a ton of times. Hi, Kim. And we have uh, B. Claudia and she's in Germany and she wants to know if you're going to be in Wacken again. You know, I don't think this year we're not going to hit the European uh, festivals. We're going to stay in the States just to be on the safe side, and we'll take it on in 22. I like love it. All right, let's do, do an intro. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented musician and superstar Joey Belladonna. Hello, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Oh, I see a handsome young man. Oh, here, here we go. And now we want to welcome Kenny Aronoff, fucking drummer extraordinaire. What's up, Kenny? Yeah, look at him. Oh, I don't know if we can hear him. Can he hear us? He's just going to sit there and look pretty. That's all. Uh, He does that a lot. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. Kenny, can you hear us, Kenny? I don't know anything about it. No, he's frozen. He can't hear us. I don't think he can hear us. I'm here, but it's frozen. Oh, there we go. Now I heard you, but it's still frozen. See if you're unfrozen now. Well, I was trying to get on with the internet with my laptop, which I always do, but it wouldn't. I couldn't get on, so I'm on the phone. The phone doesn't have great reception here. Oh, that's not good. Can, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you. You're kind of frozen, though. But you know what? Turn your phone sideways. Yeah, but okay, there we go. That can way we can see now? all your awards. Yes, we can hear you. Hopefully, it'll it'll last, but that way we can see all the awards. Well, I have to go. But this is weird. So usually I get on real easy. I mean, for the last. Two years I've been able to get on StreamYard or through Chrome, but I couldn't today. Yeah, that's weird. Every time I clicked on your link, it went to a YouTube, like the show, the live show. It didn't let me in. It was just the live show. That's funny. All right, so now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, Kenny Aronoff, and Joey Belladonna. Hello and welcome to the show. What's up, Kenny? How you doing, Joey? Good afternoon. Where are you, in L.A.? Yeah, this is my studio right here. 
Uh, it's nice. Perfect. You had a little good setup there, huh? Yeah, and then next, uh, in the next room, where the probably reception's better, is that, <laughs> that's where the drums are. There we go. Look at that, oh, everybody. Perfect. You're walk, watching Kenny Aronoff in his actual drum room. So sit at your drums and talk to us if the reception's better. <laughs> okay. So let me okay. introduce you guys to everybody. So this is my cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Say hi. Hey, guys. How are you? Hi, Ron. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm sorry I don't know much, too much about you because I'm from the Peggy Lee days. <laughs> well, I'm an old schooler too, man. You can hit me up with all that good stuff because I'm, I'm just. Uh, I mean, you guys are, were big in what the 60s, 70s, uh, 80s, yeah. 90s. I'm all I'm all about the old school. I, I don't think I left the old school yet. <laughs> me neither, you know. But I mean, I I have a lot of friends that are rockers. Right, Jimmy? We have a lot of... Uh, yes, we met through Kenny and, and Eileen right. and, and through our company. So many rock guys. Now, Belladonna, your name is Beautiful Woman. Or, yeah. are, you, or, are, you the, or are you the Belladonna drug? Yeah, the strychnine, right? I'm a little <laughs> both. <laughs> because that's what it means in Italian, Belladonna. He's well, Italian. It's beautiful. Of course he's Italian. Part Indian, too. I got half and half. How would he not? How would he have a name like Belladonna if he was Irish? So you're from New York? I'm upstate, actually from Oswego, New York, which is up north from Syracuse. I'm in Syracuse right now, but we're north. I, I know Oswego. I know. I, I was up there in the 1950s. We used to go to camp up there. Yeah, right? Where did you go to camp? Fairhaven? Uh, camp Pedophile, I think it was. I like that. That's a long no, way. No, seriously. All the guys. Camp it's a tiny little place. It was an Indian name, like Wahoo or some shit. I don't remember. But anyway, this is going back. Wait, to, so wait, go that back. That was back in 1958 and 59. Ron's 81. Yeah, so I'm an old bag. He's an old bag. He's not really an old bag, but yeah, don't don't let him call you that, man. You're young as you are. Right no, now. He's, no, he's, young. he's way younger than I am. Kenny, where are you from? Mars. Okay, and then Mars. and then Me when too. you and then when, and then when you landed from Mars, where was the first place you sat down? I was born in Albany, New York. My parents are New Yorkers. And then I moved into Western Mass. If you take, uh, yeah, Western Mass, like just right before the New York, uh, you know, New York State. I Like on Western Mass, literally three miles from my house is the New York State Thruway. I know where you are. I know Albany. You know, the Berkshires, you know, that's, you know, you know the Berkshires. I used, to go, I used to go up to Kingston all the time, uh, Albany, all those places up north. Yeah. That's where we went to cool off in August. We would, the family, yeah, exactly. the That's family it. would get in the car. Then we'd also go up to the the five. What were the lakes up there? The Canadian lakes, the, the those five beautiful finger, the finger, oh. finger lakes. Finger lakes. We used to go there. Yeah, Joe, you got a venue up there. Living, living in New York, it was insane. The heat was dreadful. Yeah. We didn't have air conditioners. They weren't invented yet. I know. We never had it. Not back in the day. One in the window in my parents' room. That was it. <laughs> yeah, but you really, you really didn't need yes, it up there. Because, yeah, exactly. you know, I remember the daytime we would swim, but at night we had to put sweaters on because it was cold. Oh, I love that. So, 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 so Kenny, real quick, yes. uh, because I already had Joey before you came on say hi to the chat room. Say hi to everybody in the chat room, Kenny. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Ask me any question. I'll lie. And then hold on. And then you got to say, because B. Claudia is our resident music lover. Uh, so say hi to B. Claudia and also say hi to Miss Kim because she like loves you guys. 
happy, Claudia. I love you. And what? And Kim? Yeah, Kim. Kim, you rock. There you go. And I can. Claudian, nice talking with you. Yeah, they like love it. Like so, they've been people have been sending me anthrax videos in my email and in my Facebook like all week long, saying, "Oh my God, you know, fucking Joey Belladonna's coming on." And like literally, like I've seen like every anthrax video possible because I wa- I've been watching all of them just so I would like some. Sorry about that. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's fabulous. I have to make a statement. Okay. Only New Yorkers in East Coast has introduced the person as fucking Belladonna. So. <laughs> For those of you out there, that was not an insult. That's how <laughs> that's how we greet each other. In New York, we walk up to each other and we say, hey, fuck face, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> oh, hey, oh, hey, fucko, how's it swinging? So, uh, I like that one. So for you all know, of you... I, I, I told you what the New York alphabet is, right? You remember tell us. It? Tell us again. F-U-C-K. No, it's fuck, fucking A, fucking B, fucking C, <laughs> fucking D. I told Joey that the other day. Right, Joey? But you know, nobody. You know that. You living in living in Palm Springs. If I said to the people, the the guys here, "Hey, how the fuck are you?" They run away. They think I'm going to beat them up. Oh yeah, I think it's scared. I'm afraid to swear at times. I got to watch myself. We we get trouble all the time. Californians. I don't know where the fuck they all came from, but then nobody's a native. But those that came here came from some, I don't know where. Oh, actually, too, Eileen Shapiro just sent me a, a message to say hello, hi for her. So say oh, hi to Eileen so she'll have it. Finally got to meet Eileen. We, me and Kenny did a little interview with her uh, last week. Yeah, yeah, she's fabulous. You never met Eileen? That she just did last week. Oh, because I was going to tell you, when you meet Eileen, you have to stay three feet away from her. Why? Why? Well, her breasts will be touching you. Oh, Okay. They have no problem with that. Eileen's tits turn the corner before she does. I'll hug her and give her a mammogram. I've made Eileen's breast famous or world world over. From our famous from our show. I tease her. I love Eileen Shapiro, and I tease her. Oh, sweet, sweet. about, About being so flat chested. So wow. we should just real quick. Uh, so everybody, in case somebody who has tuned in and, and and they live under a rock and they don't know who we have here. So we have Joey Belladonna from Anthrax and also a ton of other bands. Because like you have a new, uh, your new wait wait your new uh, Instagram is Joey Belladonna's Beyond the Band. So that must be a new band, right? Yeah, I have you know Lee Greenwood, right? Yes. Yeah. Lee Greenwood's band is my Journey tribute band that I just put together. And so it's uh, fabulous. Guys are out of Nashville, good players. So we're just doing a lot of Journey stuff. I love that. I like Journey Dude, was one of my first concerts. That's great. He wrote the most patriotic song ever. God bless the USA. Yeah. It was freaking yeah, awesome. I love um, that. I see some guys all the time about it. That, that's funny because that's we were watching TV the other night and they were playing that song on Fourth of July and I told Ron that's like my favorite patriotic song of all time. It's like the greatest song I mean, ever. How can you not like it? I mean, it's a, it just lifts you. It's one of those songs. It's anti. Well, if if you're a communist, you're not gonna like it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so hold on. So you guys can follow Joey. He's on Instagram. He's Joey Belladonna's Beyond the Band, and his Twitter is J Belladonna. Which you need to follow me back, please. I'm J- I'm Dr. Jimmy Star, and then Kenny Aronoff is. Instagram is Kenny Aronoff and his Twitter is Aronoff official. And you need to follow me back on Twitter too. All the time I've known you, you don't even follow me back. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's because I'm following you. Oh, uh, yeah. Follow and then, oh, um, uh, and then, uh, uh, okay. So then, 
Uh, so Joey Belladonna, you guys, Anthrax, six Grammy Award nominations, one of the greatest fucking vocalists ever. Like, he's fucking so awesome. And did you guys know each other before this concert that we're going to talk about that you guys are doing? Or did you guys just meet working together for the, for the uh, Dio thing? Well, we, just met. we just met. How it was cool like is I that? felt like I'd known him my whole life. It was like totally cool. I mean, we just got along great. Plus, you know, both of us were into sports when we were in high school or ever since we were kids. And Joey's a badass hockey goalie, you know, and it, it's, but Joey, it's in your family too. I mean, it's like, right? I mean, it's just like in your blood. Yeah. And we, we both really know what it's like to be in a band and stick with it and just yeah. stay true to what we do. And, and we just hit it off. I couldn't believe how, how much fun yeah. we had in what, one day? Yeah. I love that. Ever since we've been in touch. So wait, know, so yeah. do you like hockey movies? Like, like because those are some of my favorite movies, like Mystery Alaska and Slapshot, and oh, yeah. one with that movie with Rob Lowe where he get like he has to learn how to fight, you know, because he's a good. I forgot the name of that one, but it's a great hockey movie. I love all those hockey movies. Yeah, uh, but do you know what the best one is? What the best one was when we the uh, Kurt Russell's in it, I think, and and he's the coach, right, Joey? And, oh yeah, that's right. What's the name of that? Uh, the, oh, mystery! Oh uh, no, no, uh, the one where they go to the Olympics. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that freaking awesome. That's fucking amazing. I've seen it like twenty times because, like, I like those inspirational movies. Oh yeah, I mean that was just—I mean, and it's a true story. That's what I love. I, I also like the Mark Wahlberg with... football one, the one with Mark Wahlberg, yeah, uh, Invincible. Invincible. All right, so you guys then for for Kenny Aronoff, he's got a brand, he's got a, a book, Sex, Drums, and Rock and Roll. Just came out in audio book format. Yeah. You know him. He's been labeled one of the best drummers in music history. Uh, he's worked with. He was with John John Mellencamp for many many years. He's also played with Sir Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, The Rolling Stones, Lady Gaga. I took this all off your website, Kenny. Uh, so if there's anything wrong, it's not my fault. Bruno Mars, Sting, Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, Dave Grohl, Elton John, Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, John Bon Jovi, Meatloaf, John Fogarty, Rod Stewart, Smashing Pumpkins, Stephen Tyler, and about a zillion more. How was that? Whoa! That's good. Whoa! Now, listen, I have a question because we have a lot of older people that watch our show. What would you think of Gene Krupa? Loved him. Do you think I he was the, the greatest drummer ever? No, no, no. In jazz, if I had to pick one, I'd say Buddy Rich. Buddy Rich. Uh, a lot of people yeah, and think in rock that. And roll, if I had to pick one, I'm going to say John Bonham. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, My uncle did sound for Buddy Rich, too. Would you say about... He said his uncle did 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 sound for Buddy Rich. It sounds like Are you shitting me? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. actually telling me the stories. I'm like, wow, that sounds so cool. I I was, he was like, he was a he was, you know. I mean, do you remember watching him on Johnny Carson? I mean, he was not just a drummer; he was a a personality, a a, a cool guy, a funny guy. Actually, too, you guys in the chat room, they're saying the movie was Miracle, which is right. That's right. It was Miracle. No, yeah, it was Miracle. I just pulled it up on our phone. All right, so let's let's uh, let's let's talk real quick to make sure we get all this information out because there's a lot. So you guys are doing a live stream concert fundraiser. It's July 10th at 2 p.m. Pacific time for uh, in celebration of Ronnie James Dio uh, his birthday and also to raise money for the Dio Cancer Fund. You guys can get tickets at RollingLiveStudios.com. And the title is Artists Unite to Celebrate Ronnie's Birthday and Raise Money for the Dio Cancer Fund. Some of the people that uh, 
uh, that are going to be uh, on the show. And I picked out the ones, uh, some of them. So we have uh, Rob Halford, Sammy Hagar, Jack Black, Lizzie Hale, Sebastian Bach, who we just met him like at a party last weekend. He was great. Um, Sebastian, he's a character. Yeah, he we had a blast. Uh, Gilby <laughs> Clark, who's been on the show. Carmen Apice has been on the show. Chuck Billy, Rudy Sarzo's coming on the show. Lead Lita Ford's been on the show. Tim Ripper Owens was on the show. But their um, best one was Leland. I love Leland. Oh, but Leland's not here in this concert. No, I know. I, I wanted to mention his name because you're. Ron loves Leland. I love. Do you know? Do you know Leland? I know yeah, Kenny sorry, knows Leland. Joey, Joey, do you know Leland Sklar? No, I never met him. Ah, uh, you gotta meet Leland. Oh, he's a bass player. He's right. awesome. Trip, a trip, hey, hey, a trip is so, not a trip till you meet Leland. So Leland, he is a trip. He, he has a beard that looks like Rip Van Winkle. Down to his, he's probably seventy-three, but he's had that beard his whole life. So he's he the only plays with Phil Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, for a while. Dodge Taylor. Leland played with them. Yeah. yeah, he's cool. And he's got and, and he's got a book out right now that you guys should see. I know, I was, I was you give the, the oh, you were one of the finger people. Yeah. We're gonna, Jimmy and I are going to be in the second now. Uh, the second. It's one. called Everybody Loves. Uh, Everybody loves me, and all he has pictures with like Everybody's six thousand pictures fingers. of different famous people and people on the street shooting the bird, and that's the whole book. It's awesome. The whole book. I remember well, when he started that thing. See, uh, Joey, he. Uh, besides playing with all these iconic bands, he was uh, a session guy and still is a session guy starting in the 60s. So I always tell everybody, shit, man, I've been doing it for 40 plus years. This guy's been doing it for 55 and still still doing it. Amazing. So, I mean, he, it's pretty he's, – he's a bad mofo. He's so – so I, I, we love Leland. He's one of our favorite people. So Joey, tell us a little bit. Of, I'm going to let each one of you guys tell us a little bit about the event and how you got involved a little bit just to promote it because we want as many people to go to this as possible. You guys, it's a, I think it's like a 24 hour event or something, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and again, you guys, it's a live. It's on live stream, and you can get tickets at RollingLiveStudios.com. Um, uh, we mentioned a bunch of the people that are on it, but there's a ton more. So, so, so tell us a little bit about it, Joey. Right before you go there. How much are the tickets? People have to know. I don't know. You have to go to live. Go to rollinglivestudios.com and see. <laughs> no, maybe these guys know how much the ticket is. Uh, I don't know. I think it guess they're fifteen, but I, I, I don't remember seeing what the cost was. Yeah, I'll, go ahead and tell us about it, and I'll try and look it up. Yeah, because fifteen bucks are going to be crowded like you can't believe. Oh, it's incredible. They're going to have thousands of people for 15 bucks. You know, it's not one of these $150, $250. We don't know if it is or not. He's just guessing. So hang well, on. 250 you don't have so many people. <laughs> All right. Go ahead, Joey. Tell us a little bit about it. I'm looking it up. 20 bucks. 20 bucks it is. 20 bucks. That's cheap. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. 20 bucks to have thousands of people. That ain't too bad, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've been asked to do it. Um, it was uh, one of those things. I've, I've known Ronnie for years and Wendy and his wife. I sang at his funeral. I know him from upstate New York, and I was in a band. I was remember the band Elf. I was in that band called. We were called Bible Black, minus a couple of guys. Uh, the, the first Rainbow album. So we're we're just gone back over the years, and to come in to do this, uh, I'm completely honored and privileged to be a part of this. Uh, I just Ronnie is just. Amazing, and I, I look up to him every day to this day, and it's just one of those things I'm just happy to be a part of, and I'm, I'm glad. I do five. I'm gonna be doing five songs that night, uh, 
And are you doing anthrax songs or are you doing like a, hate, a mixture I of songs? Just is that like the, that's the name of his band? I know that, but is that the, the no. lead the Legionnaires disease? <laughs> no, <laughs> what is anthrax? <laughs> First of all, anthrax has been around way before anthrax, no, was <laughs> but you know, it, it scares people. They, they have, anthrax. yeah, it's very scary. I know until until that, that that actually came up, it was it was weird having the name, you know. I'm yeah, sure, yeah, but no, yeah. we're just doing strictly Dio, Dio Rainbow. Music, uh, actually, you know, it's it's all about Ronnie and his his legacy in music. How did you come to name yourselves Amtrax? Now that we bring it up, you know, the band. I think uh, early in the days before I actually joined uh, the guitar player Scott and the bass player that uh, is no longer with the band, but they were in science class. And I guess they were studying something, and the, the word Anthrax came up, and they said, "Hey, it would be a great name for a band." So. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're very young looking. Thank you're, you. You're extremely young looking. He's Are you Italian? You Italian look. Well, I'm Italian. I'm I'm 81, so he looks good. I look good for 81 too. But Italian skin, like rubber, but boom, but boom, it goes back. But you won't give us your age. What? Well, what? 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 What year did you? What year did you join Anthrax? 85. So that's 15. That's 36 years ago. Uh, so figure he was 20. So he's 56. <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing. He might as well say it. I, I'm not, I, it's only a number to me. I'm 60 right now. There good. you go. You're Way look, to go. You look good. You look, it's, all the olive, it's all the olive oil. All right. So, Kenny, you tell us a little bit about it and how you got involved. And then what are you doing with the show? Uh, I'm playing. Well, I, I played two songs. I, I'm hoping both. End up on there. The uh, one, the first one, it was straight to the heart. And Lizzie Hale will be playing with us. And um, I keep forgetting it's live. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. Lizzie Hale's playing with us. And uh, and um, and then I don't know. Uh, we, I just recorded um, another track, and I don't know who's singing. They're gonna do it after the fact. Anyway, Terry Brown uh, was the one that reached out to me. He's the the, the guy who's kind of put this thing together or one of the main guys uh he's the producer and i've known him from when i was on tour at the smashing pumpkins he was married to darcy the bass player and then i'd see him every oh it seemed like every four or five years and uh you know we always got along real good and then i was reached out hit one of the guys that's working with him is one of my techs mike miller and so between the two of them they reached out to me and i was trying to put together a band i was trying to get chicken foot to do it like sammy hagar satriani me and michael anthony from uh you know van halen but joe satriani so much shit going on he said nah i can't so that was the end of that anyway it's it's so cool it's such an honor to be doing this because um first of all i love the music and um the whole vibe is incredible just, i like you know, love it what do you, do and you know what the highlight of the whole thing is? Meeting Joey. That's what I was just going to say. The fact that like that you two are like icons and you had never met and it gave you an opportunity to meet and do something together. And now you know each other. Um, and, and, how cool and, is that? And in all fairness, since we mentioned Leland, we have to mention our other dear friend, Scott Page. <laughs> you know Scott Page? Do you know Scott, Joey? No, it's Scott. Pink Pink He's Floyd. saxophonist. Saxophonist. From Pink he Floyd. With Pink Floyd. Who was he with? Pink, Pink Floyd, Floyd, Toto, and Supertramp. Yeah. Oh, okay, I, I I saw Supertramp. I know the Toto guys. 
but I've never met him before. So there you go. Super you have to come out to California and we'll get you invited to a bunch of cool shit. And then you can bring your wife. I heard your wife is fabulous, by the His way. His wife is cool. Casey. Uh, say hi. Yeah. Say hi to Let's Casey. Hi, you guys. Come here. Hold on. Hi, hi. gorgeous. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I heard such wonderful hi. things from about oh, you. So, so you like ugly women. You like you like you like fat ugly brunettes, right? Yeah. Where, where'd you get her from? She's beautiful. Uh, I I found her in Florida somewhere and uh, doing some Hawaiian tropic thing. So there you go. You better throw a net over her, kiddo. He already has. He's married. Oh, good. Because she's gorgeous. <laughs> she is. She's been together for quite a long time. She's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. And what a beautiful smile. Oh, she's a beauty. Hey, so, well, I, I couldn't have run this computer today. Oh, there you go. You know, when a gay guy gives a compliment about a woman being beautiful, it's not because we want to get laid. It's because we think they're beautiful. And oh. our, our opinions are really the best. Of course, they're because we don't have an because yeah, we don't have an ulterior motive. We don't have an ulterior motive. So I want oh, you, you. You know who she looks. You know who you know who you look like. No, a, a friend of mine who used to be on The Price Is Right. The, and the oh, model, I know you're talking about the model. The model. The model on oh. The Price Is Right. Now you forgot her name. I well was I, it was I, it something right white was it something white. No, that's Vanna White. Vanna White. No, her, her name, her, you look her up. Jan, Jan uh, Pennington. Oh, Jan, yeah. She's, Janice yeah. Pennington. Back in the day. She was gorgeous. Janice Pennington was one of the most beautiful women. I, good friend of mine, so I used to see her without makeup live, you know, at lunch and stuff. Even stunning without makeup. Yeah. And you look just like Janice Pennington. I, I, Eileen Shapiro, too, my business partner, loves you. And she says that you like Adam Ant a lot, too. So you, I guess you guys look bonded. At the, look at those you guys twins. bonded over Adam Ant. There we go. Nuts <laughs> you have beautiful teeth and a beautiful Wait, smile. Hang on. Wait, Joey, do you know Adam Ant? I've never met him. She just she's really into it all big yeah. time. <laughs> so Eileen, listen, because Eileen travels all over the world to Adam Ant concerts. Like when we first met her, she went to England and she like flies all over the place to see Adam Ant. I've kissed him before. No, she flies all over to see him. She flies all over to try to ball him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's her dream. And then Billy Idol. Do you know Billy Idol? Because Eileen wants to interview Billy oh, Idol. Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, I'll never forget the, the the party at the hotel in England. and They all got kicked out. It was a massive blowout. And that. Oh, my God. That's one time I remember. I'll never forget that. Oh, okay, so what story? Of Billy Idol. Oh, because when some, all I heard is, that blow tried to kiss me. And then everything went nuts. <laughs> I mean, they were throwing stuff and no, breaking just, shit. We were at the bar, right, with yeah. Billy Idol, and these these bloke came in. They came in and they asked Billy Idol to come over. Would you please autograph something for my mother? So Billy Idol, as sweet as he was, walks over there, starts to autograph something, and the guy stands up and just full front on kisses him. Oh, shit. And Billy Idol lost it. They went nuts. Lost it. That bloke, did you say it? And, yeah, that, and the next morning, I go, where are you guys going? I go, they kicked us all out. <laughs> I mean, we ran, man. It was, it was a massive takeover in that, that bar. Oh, my God. Now, I like love now it. Now, what's your wife's name? Christy. Christy, I have a question for you. Come back. Come back. Who has to take a seat with me while you're at it? Come and sit. Yeah, sit with us. How do you handle 
the women that throw keys and maybe panties at the stage when they see your husband. I don't get he's, no he's so good looking. He's oh, so I handsome. Know. I don't get I no. make friends with them. <laughs> yes. And then you and then you put poison in their drink. <laughs> I no, just um no, she's not really good about all that. Make stuff. sure he keeps coming back for more at home. Hey, that's right. Yeah. I think that's perfect. He looks like a good guy. Well, so let's put it this way. If he went out to eat, he's a fool because what he's got home waiting is beautiful. Really, is really the best meal he could have is you. <laughs> I mean, so, hey, go to Kenny he's though. Not gonna find better, believe me. So, Ken, so Kenny, do they still throw panties at you and throw keys? Unfortunately, not. I mean, we're lucky if we have one good set of teeth across the front row. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can laugh, man. You cracked me up. No, because I, I was like, set of teeth. <laughs> yeah, but Kenny, like you're like a rock star. Like I, I see when we go to, that. I see when we go to parties, how all the girls come like running over to you every time. Like we're at somebody's party, they all come running over to you. So. Yeah, but that's that's different. Than a, than a concert, the concert yeah but you know. that's just because you're in the back and they can't get to you <laughs> Maybe they, so. if you were at the front like tell them that you want to put the drums up at the front and let the singer stand on a on a platform behind you and then you can get them all <laughs> uh, <laughs> but back in the day it used to be that way with Mellencamp. i mean it was just like it was bras and panties and you know people girls would take their shirts off and it was it was wild back in our day we were young they were young we were wild they were wild and you all got it so, together. So, Joey, like before you were married and you were like a superstar, uh, did they throw like tons of shit at you then? No, you know, I I didn't really get too much of that stuff. A lot of, you know, they lift their shirts up, show your boobs and yeah. things like that. But it was, I used to get them going. About, <laughs> I, she, used to, she used to, you know, get a kick out of it. I started, you know. But I, I, we didn't really have a lot of that stuff going on. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but if Eileen is in your audience and she lifts her top, those boobs are going to fly on the stage and crush all of you. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, we got a lot. Of, we have a lot of men come to our shows. Obviously, we have you know a lot of. Yeah, yeah you got like all the like badass dudes and shit. No, I go. did stand up for forty five years, and I used to get cards from uh, people. We're having a three way or a daisy chain. We'd like you to join us. Oh, weird shit, and I ripped them up. Oh my god! In the in the chat room though, they're all saying how much they miss the '80s. Though our, our demographic is basically like you know 40 to 70 for the show, and uh, so like we're all like I'm like I'm a total child of the '80s, and like I, I loved everything that happened. And I wish kind of like things would go back to that a little bit, because um, yeah, I like freaking love it. Um, yeah. So who are, so who are some of your influences, Joey? And then I'll, I'll ask you, Kenny. You've already played with all your influences, probably Kenny. But like, who are some of your influences? Growing up, Joey, and who are some of the bands like? Do you, who do you listen to if you were like just driving around in the car? Who would you listen to yourself, or who do you listen to? I, I am so I mean, like from the very start, I was Beatles, you know, like Crosby, Stills and Nash, Chicago, Kansas, Yes, Journey, Foreigner. I mean, Bad Company, The Who, yes, yeah, so much stuff, and, you know, and then of course I like contemporary stuff too, you know, good. Good, you know, John Mayer. I like, I like, I like a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm so wide open. I'm leaving plenty of people. Zeppelin. Uh, I mean, I, I do like a lot of good, good, good songs. You know, I love, love. Do you, do you like Barbara Streisand? 
I do. I like Barbra Streisand. I like any, like, I uh, love, you know, Sinatra. I mean, uh, how about my guy, Johnny Mantis? You better say yes. Johnny's great, too, of course. He, yeah, he, I love all that. He, that Johnny, Johnny Mantis is better than Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny Mantis is one of the greatest pop singers of our time. Yeah, and he had a spunk to him, man. He had just a, a nice, I don't know, those guys are sweet. They're really, really, really good. His, everybody got laid with his music. He tells wow. you that. No, or everybody, you know, the, we had cars in those days with radios. That's it. And the, back, the, back, the back seat of the car was like a bed. So everybody had sex with Johnny Mantis singing Chances Are. And then, you know, the girls would say, Chances Are, do I get pregnant? So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Kenny, your turn. Who are some of the influences for you? Well, everything Joey said, for sure. Uh, I'll just add, you know, uh, Hendrix Stone's. Um, you know, of course, the Beatles, that was the first one. But the, and the cream, I mean, back then, it's like every two weeks, there was this, uh, uh, you know, a band that was like radically different. The Who, and all of a sudden, Sabbath shows up. I remember when Crosby, Stills, Nash came, like, whoa, what's that sound? You know, that too. Um, and all these, the thing, you know, uh, Deep Purple, I mean, yeah. it's, it's endless uh, because every band had a different sound. But that was back then, man. Guys used to live together, or they they rehearsed every day. It was, uh, and and you could get a record deal, make money, go in the studio. You could spend months and months in the studio. So you were you were in an environment where you could come up with. Not only did you write great songs, but you were able to record them and tweak them and make them brilliant songs. And then there was radio that would play the songs, and people would listen to the DJs and and follow what they were saying because they usually were right. And uh, the whole system worked so great, but you know, things have gotten so much more, you know, that space has been filled up with so much just technology with like social media and people don't buy records anymore. So back then my point is that was a great environment for incredible music to be written and come out. And there was an opportunity for these bands to make, a huge career from writing great music. Right. Absolutely. What, what do you think of David Bowie? Love them. Brilliant. Amazing. He, he, was, he, he was my favorite. I love David Bowie. All, it, his, you know, all back, his music. Back huh? to Frank Sinatra. I saw his last show performance. I was me and I was with Don Mars and we opened up. Uh, we were doing a, a, a Willie Nelson record. And Willie came in the studio one day and said, hey, you guys, I, I can't. I can't come in tomorrow because uh, I'm going to go to Palm Springs and open up for Frank Sinatra for the St. Jude charity. And Don was says, well, we're fucking going with you. <laughs> so we did. And we played with, with Willie. But Frank Sinatra came out. And I have to say, he wasn't the singer that Johnny Mathis was, but he had style. He 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 was yes, yeah he, he he was a stylist like Peggy yeah. Lee Peggy Lee was a stylist yeah Johnny Mantis sang from his soul everything yeah. he did was soft that's why at eighty six years old he still sings he yeah. hasn't lost his voice because he didn't rip it apart yeah. now we met that famous guy that you fainted over at Devin's party what was his name. The rock and oh, roll. Oh, Sebastian Bach. I'm a big Skid Row fan, so I was like super now, excited. Sebastian Bach, when he speaks, talks like this. His voice is gone. He doesn't have a voice. Why? Because he screamed all those years. So, you know, how do you guys feel about that? I uh, uh, take care of yourself. You know what I mean? I, don't, I think. I don't part. 
I think Skid Row is one of like the fucking awesomest bands. Youth Gone Wild is like one of my favorite like hard rock songs of all time. I I, I could listen to it every day, uh, especially when it talks about going from to Skid Row. Where does it go? Oh, I forgot the line now. Like from Wall Street to Skid Row or whatever. It was like this, like the greatest line in a song, and I loved it so. Uh, so for me, it was he didn't know who he was, but for me, and I put the picture. It's it's my most liked picture on Instagram. It got almost seven thousand likes when I put it on Instagram, which for yeah. me is a lot. Um, What'd you think, Elton John? I love Elton John. I love Elton John too. I, I, I was incredible. How about how about Madonna? I liked her a lot too. She was yeah. she had some cool stuff going on. She so really- so let's do it. Wait wait let's so do it. Let me finish. Oh. So rockers do love people that are not rockers oh yeah totally i mean i was always afraid like when i joined a band i think they thought i wasn't into metal enough and i liked other music but i think it's good for your soul and to listen and learn and so i liked a lot of stuff so i was never afraid of telling people I liked right them. what did you think of country joe and the fish wow i haven't heard that name before. i haven't heard that in a while i you know i'm not I- really familiar I with loved them. country joe joey said he's not real familiar with them Country Joe, he was he was very big. He came and went, right? He was very big in the uh, late seventies. Yes, and he had a couple of major hits. What was the hit? Like, well, they name one song. I'm trying to think. Remember what was the hit? Oh, songs. Yeah, I'm not trying to think of a song. Oh, I can't think. I can't top of my head. I can't think. I have to look him up. Now you have to look him up. Country Joe and the Fish really had a sound. Can you play with them? No, I didn't play with them, but I mean. They did. They weren't around very long. It was like a couple albums. Yeah, that's yeah. it. A couple of hits, and they were gone. So wait, wait, because we got five they, minutes. They had a sound of their own. I want to do a bucket list. So, so let's say Joey, you were going on tour, and you could go on tour with any band in history, the live or dead. What band would you like to go on tour with? And then Kenny, for you, uh, what band would you like to have? I mean, I don't even know if there's anybody left, but if there's somebody that has has isn't left yet that you've never been able to had an opportunity to play with, who would you who who have, who has gotten away from you that you think would be fun to play with? And you go Anthrax. first, Joey. Oh, okay. Anthrax, there you go. <laughs> I got too many. I got too many. I like to to to, to tour. Yeah. Would be great. I mean, it would have been nice to do something with Zeppelin or Journey and oh, yeah. even any of the Beatle guys. Jeez, I mean, I love you know. There's so much to choose from, isn't there? Yeah. Actually, the very first like musical guest we had on our show when I this show's been going on for 14 years. So actually, our first musical guest was the girls from Expose. Uh, I don't know if you guys Joy, might know, but Joy, Joy Bruno from Expose, they were like a dance music group. But then our our first, what I considered like a serious artist was Gary Wright. He came on like our fourth show. And Dream Dreamweaver Gary White, and people couldn't believe it because we, you know, the show had only been in existence for like for like four weeks and 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 we we had you know gary Wright, and they were like how the hell did you get gary Wright?" and i was like fuck i just asked him <laughs> <laughs> and he said sure and he had just gotten off of the uh ringo star like all-star yeah. band tour yeah. or whatever. and it was such a big fun thing because i think that's one of the like, coolest songs like ever it so love is alive love is alive yes so so kenny who's right. who has evaded you um well i mean well Jimi hendrix sure did <laughs> that son of a bitch died on me. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Sue Wong's room? What did you think of the Jimi Hendrix room in the Sue Wong's house? Oh, wasn't it what? awesome? We slept I mean, in there. Ron and anything, I slept there. Anything Jimi Hendrix is—he really blew my mind. I mean, it was the Beatles, and all of a sudden he showed up. That'd be cool. I, I've always said, you know, it'd be cool to have a super trio 
with Sting playing bass and singing and Jeff Beck playing guitar and me on drums. Oh, that would be cool. I mean, that'd be like, whoa. Oh, I love Jeff Beck. Yeah, I met him. He's great. I mean, Jeff Beck, I mean, when I watch Jeff Beck play, he could be playing with a, a singer and I, I just watch him. Yeah. I went up to you Jeff Beck. When I saw Jeff Beck play and he had Terry Bosio on the band, Terry was an amazing drummer, but he's a huge drum set going eight fit. And I went up to Beck uh, years later and said, God, man, I went and saw you. And I saw, didn't it, doesn't it bug you that Terry's playing so much? Because I just want him to stop playing so I can just watch you. And I Jeff love it. Abandoned him. Jeff said, <laughs> no, I like, I like Terry over playing like that so that it inspires me. But I'm just telling you, Jeff just blows me away. What he does on the guitar is like. I like love it. All right. So hold on. Hold on. Because we, we've only got three minutes. I want to put this information out again for everybody. All right, you guys. So it's July 10th, you guys, 2 p.m. Pacific time. It's the. Uh, uh, artists unite to celebrate Ronnie's birthday and raise money for the Dio Cancer Fund. Um, you can learn more about the Dio Cancer Fund by going to docancerfund.org. Uh, it's a live stream concert fundraiser. You're going to see these two guys. You're also going to see lots of other people, including Tenacious D, Sammy Hagar, Rob Halford, Lizzie Hale, Sebastian Bach, LB Clark, Rudy Sarzo, Chuck Billy, Tim Ripper Owens, Carmen Apiece. Lead it forward. Tons of other people. Um, they're going to be playing Rainbow songs, uh, uh, Dio songs. I think the whole thing is going to be freaking amazing. And you can go and get your tickets at RollingLiveStudios.com. It's only 20 bucks. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you can see these guys. And have a good time for sure. There you go. All right. So so how do people follow you guys? Tell them every, Each one of you guys, tell them how to follow you because we got like a minute and a half. Go, Joey. Go ahead, Kenny. <laughs> All right, uh, in Instagram, Kenny Aronoff. Uh, Twitter, uh, official Aronoff. Uh, Facebook, my fan page filled up. No, go to my fan page, but my main page, sorry if I can't add you, it filled up like 15 years ago. And then I'm on LinkedIn also, Kenny Aronoff, LinkedIn. And then my website, www.kennyaronoff.com. All right, go, Joey. Joey Belladonna's Beyond the Band on Instagram. Now you can check me out there. Hey, don't forget me and Kenny got another project going on. Okay, yeah. tell us. Tell us you got a minute. Triumph. We're doing a we're doing a, a tribute to Triumph. Me and him actually play on one cut together. Yep. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And then also he doesn't know, but we're gonna start a band and we're gonna both be playing drums and then he can be like Phil Collins and jump up and just sing. We got Kenny got to do something together. We have to. We have I, to. I I love that. I'll help publish it. And we also want to say hello to Kristen. Come back, Kristen. It's coming back. It was so. It was so such a pleasure to meet nice you. Thanks for joining you. us. And you know what? You he really should reward you. Go shopping. <laughs> Rodeo Drive is a store. They're in New York, I think. Oh well. Are you in New York? I'm in staying York. Syracuse. Syracuse. Go down to Fifth Avenue on the corner of Fifty Seventh and Fifth. There's a little store on the corner called Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> You just go in there and pick out a nice little trinket for yourself. We got to go. If not, divorce the son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, you guys. We want to thank you guys. you guys. Thanks for being right. such good sports. Congratulations. Nice to meet you. We'll be listening to you. Yes. Bye. Bye, you guys. All right, everybody. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell chat room. We hope you had a good time. We hope everybody listening has a good time. Check out this event. It's going to be fabulous. And uh, we'll see you guys. Bye-bye, Jimmy. Jimmy, bye -bye. take care, man. Nice Thank you. Bye, you guys. Thank Bye. you so much. Jimmy.
Jimmy, bitch, I'm your one I wanna be. Jimmy, stop, new celebrity. We'll take you 